This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, everybody? Big Rye here. Uh, before we start the show, I want to talk to you guys about your nutrition. What are you trying to do? You're trying to build muscle? You're trying to lose weight? Trying to get your nutrition on track? Whatever it is, whatever you're trying to do, you know that protein is critical. If you don't, I'm telling you guys, protein is critical. But it's especially important that you get the right kind of protein powder that works for your lifestyle and your health goals. Now, people ask Eugene and I all the time, what, what should I take? What should I be doing? What do I need from a protein standpoint? What's best for me? Well, a lot of times we, you know, we don't know because we don't know you. We don't know your life. <laughs> we don't have the infrastructure to get that information from you. Uh, you know, so it's tough. Like what, you know, what would I say every, you know, your, your needs may be different from somebody else's from mine. And most likely they are. That's why I'm so glad that we discovered Gainful and that they're sponsoring the show today. They're going to give you the exact protein powder that meets your nutritional needs. Okay. They're offering customized protein based on your body type, diet, fitness habits, and goals. How did they get that information from you? How did they know? Well, they're asking you questions. So you, you, you sign up online, you answer some questions, and they're cool. I did it. It's easy. It's simple. I actually learned some stuff about myself that I didn't know before, you know, brought some things to light, uh, you know, kind of what, what, what do I want? What the hell am I trying to do with all this health and fitness stuff? And so that was cool. And, you know, even if you don't have perfect metrics for what you're burning calorie wise in the gym, they have an interesting way they ask it to where, you know, are you breaking a sweat during this workout? You know, how exhausted are you when you're done? So they're able to kind of triangulate, you know, what your needs are, how much you're burning and what they're going to recommend for you. Also, when you're going with Gainful, you get free unlimited one-on-one -on -one access to your own registered dietitian. So uh, I don't, I can't think of any other protein that comes with this kind of hands-on attention. That's an incredible bonus. You just go buy something in the store. You're done. You're not getting somebody that's going to help you down the road. And here's my favorite part. And this is what really sets these guys apart. It's never repetitive or boring. So you should know that with Gainful, you don't get stuck with a big tub protein uh, that that's a flavor that you're not into. Because what they do is they send you a pouch of unflavored protein and it's accompanied by single serving flavor boosts. All right. So, you know, based on what your what kind of protein you need, like what your nutritional needs are, they send you that protein unflavored. All right. And then what fla whatever flavors you want, they're sending you these little packets of. And so you take your tub of protein, you scoop your protein in, and then you add the flavor you want. Now, with Gainful, I'm able to choose flavors like uh, rich chocolate, cookies and cream, Madagascar vanilla, chocolate peanut butter, strawberry cream, cafe mocha. Or listen, you go straight unflavored, right? And then you just do berries. You just do your own stuff. You don't want to ride the flavor train. You just go unflavored, right? And then you can just add that to smoothies. You can bake with it. You can make protein pancakes. So the, the point is that you're never, you're never hemmed in. You're free to roam, experiment, and try. So do it, guys. Take the quiz. Only takes a couple of minutes. Choose the flavor boosts. I'm a chocolate and a peanut butter mixer guy myself. I also like, uh, you know, doing the mocha and, uh, and chocolate, getting a double boost on the chocolate. Even mocha and the vanilla is nice. I'm wild. I'm a wild man. I also love that Gainful tells you exactly what ingredients go into your protein powder and why. Uh, no fooling around. You know exactly what's in there, why it's in there. They made some real specific choices for my personalized protein. 
Love that about them. Branch Chain Aminos, all the good stuff. Uh, with a Gainful subscription, you receive monthly shipments straight to your door. You also have the ability to pause, change the frequency of the deliveries, or update your formula and flavors. So guess what? You, you find out that you really love the peanut butter. Rock and roll. You can get more of it. Your fitness and nutrition journey is one of a kind, so the products you use should be too. With personalized nutrition and support, Gainful makes sure you are making progress toward your health and fitness goals every day. Right now, we have a special offer for our listeners. Get $15 off your first month of personalized protein powder when you go to gainful.com slash dumbbells. That's G-A-I-N-F-U-L dot com slash dumbbells. Trust me, you're going to love having personalized protein powder from Gainful. It's a game changer. That's gainful.com slash dumbbells to get your $15 off first month. This is the Dumbbells, the personal fitness podcast where we are Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger. Have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So please keep in mind we're not doctors, never claim to be. Mm -mm. Just a couple of dumbbells. Love ourselves some fitness. Want to help you with your And the health concern right now. Little jazz. We talked mm. about jazz for a second, and that was enough for me to ruin the intro. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. Um, here we are. Um, let's just welcome our giddy up guest. Huh? You're not on a horse or anything, but I don't know why I said giddy up. I might as well be. You might as well. You're always on the horse. You're I'm from Texas. We all rode horses <laughs> all the time growing up. Whatever your image is in your head of Texas, that's what's true. That's what it's it all is. the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Everybody comes is. out of a stable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our guest uh, on a horse right now with a cowboy hat and yeah. a sheriff badge. But it's, yeah, it's the Star of David for some reason. <laughs> we're not sure what that signifies. Sheriff, the sheriff of all the Jews? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin's Church gonna Porter, round them up. The uh, the guy who rounds them up and protects them. That's from, right. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Uh yeah, oh, Kevin boy. Porter, welcome back to the podcast. I know. A it's treat been to have you. What an honor. We're you talking know, three years. It it's four years, I believe. Four years. Yeah. Four it's, years. It's a full presidential term <laughs> since I've been on. <laughs> And there was this one, and then Doughboys. It was also a four-year gap in me, because I did that in 2016. And then they had me on again in 2020. And I want to know if there's a Slack channel or a Google Doc in which it's like, you, he's fine, but just give it four years. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See if there's a scandal. See if there's yeah. something you need to avoid having him on for. Yeah, we got, we got to give him a break. He's been in the news too much. He's all over the tabloids. <laughs> Uh, honor, honor to be here. Honored to see both your beautiful faces. Kevin, I feel like I keep up with you because I like your Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, Kevin's changed his background to a, an early headshot of, Sta- yeah. of me, of yeah. Stanger. A little embarrassed by it. You uh, can't pay for that jaw. Good no, Lord. No I'm, trying to look, I'm trying to look cute in the picture. You are trying, you're trying to get on friends with that. I'm trying to get on friends. <laughs> like, hey, you guys, are. look. You are. I'm, you know, I was trying to look good and, yeah. you know, it's coming through and mm-hmm. it's, it embarrasses me now. You could be Joey's gym buddy for yes, sure. Absolutely. I would fucking have killed for that. <laughs> yeah. You, you could have been the other guy working in the Vegas, you know, uh, in Vegas as like the other, uh, remember when he was like, he worked at Caesar's palace or something in that episode. All I can remember is him in costume. 
Uh, he had a I lot of jobs on that show. He did. He did. Yeah, because he's an actor. He's an actor, so he's right. always having to take the odd jobs. He's uh, the listen, only one who works. I would have <laughs> killed for it. A little thirsty in my uh, in that early headshot. Didn't even know what thirsty meant then, but that's what I was doing. I, I mean, that was earlier. That I mean, that headshot was before the times where on your phone you can you know kind of make the background look foggier. You know unfocused oh yeah portrait yeah. mode we're talking portrait about mode. yeah oh, that's yeah. pre-portrait mode yeah you had but, to pay somebody for portrait mode during that we had to hire lizelle estepona to take our <laughs> yeah, headshots yes, we had yes. to hire freaking robin van swank to give us the goods yeah still and now we can just do freaking selfies yeah we don't dude, need those people we anymore we don't need those amazing photographers <laughs> anymore <laughs> those, those true artists we don't need them because <laughs> i got an iphone 12 yeah uh, but Kevin, I feel like I keep up with you because you got a really funny social media. Uh, like what you're doing on Twitter. Oh, Anytime, thanks. <laughs> Kevin did this thing where he recorded a uh, like an uh, like an iPhone video of him talking about uh, a male person in the news oh. <laughs> who uh, who has messed up and allegations of abuse have come out, and he just wants to say that like he always knew it about this guy and doesn't stand with him. And it's like, it's really general. Like you can't tell who he's talking about, but inevitably every three months, something will happen. And then you're able to retweet. The it, gets same a, thing. it gets a retweet. Yeah, yes. That's it's great. very unfortunate. It's a very, um, it sucks. It sucks it's a that. devil's wager in that every time a man, uh, sexually harasses someone, I get 20 to 30 more followers, <laughs> 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 which is how I view like the true consequence of that. Yeah. I think yeah. I made it for, Chris Hardwick, whenever all that went down, that wasn't a yeah. that, that wasn't the, a um, Kevin Spacey. Uh, that wasn't he a used Cosby, it for Kevin Spacey. I mean, that wasn't a Cosby one. It no, wasn't. Cosby? It, it was post. It was it was Hardwick, and it was one of those things because that was the first one because Spacey and and Cosby and Louis felt so big that everyone. Oh yeah, everyone had like such chaotic. But then Hardwick, even though he was obviously very successful and famous, yeah, that felt more like something that especially people in L.A. wanted to say, you know, there was something about his comedy where it's like, I feel like I had like a radar for a person's character by disliking a style of comedy. Yeah. And so everyone started to send that signal up and it kept happening. And then the the, the other big one was, I guess, Chris D'Elia last year. Whenever sure. that all went yeah. down. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that one known went down so yeah very malleable uh yeah <laughs> thanks joss whedon for the extra 15 followers a couple weeks oh, ago uh <laughs> that makes me laugh what i wanted to ask you guys what do you think about um this retweet of daniel craig saying it's the weekend have you guys seen this ladies and gentlemen the weekend and every yes. time every friday this thing mm -hmm. gets retweeted out by a bunch of people it's got a million retweets really and what is that funny? What, what is that? And also, what is he trying? Is he trying to? Um, he's trying to do something in how he's doing it, right? <laughs> he's putting a little juice on it. Have you seen this, Eugene? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the the context, I believe, it is the last post, um, the last pre pandemic SNL ever. Uh, oh, okay. I think it was him hosting that. The weekend yeah. was obviously the the musical guest. Yeah. And I think it became a little meme when it aired just because it was such an odd way of saying, I think, I think as viewers, we're so used to James Bond, Daniel Craig, we're not used to, um, full of any cool. sense of joy at all, yes. Daniel Craig, and right. wants to be there, Daniel Craig. 
like so when he does knives out or he does logan lucky or he does even like a promo silly thing on snl seeing him excited at all is stunning yeah so i think that animates a lot of people's interest in it i think it's fine i like it i I think it's funny i also think every celebrity that has to introduce the musical guest on snl is always awkward yeah. I think it's always such a weird, like to them, and then panning to the stage. Like well, whoever except for, it is, except for one celebrity. There's one in particular, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, my yeah, friend, with the fake roster wig or whatever. <gasps> I don't remember He's speaking that. Speaking in patois, yeah. I think Adrian Brody in 2002, I want to say, and the guest was like Ashley Simpson. I don't even remember who the guest <laughs> was, but but he put on a Rastafarian hat with dreads and like did a little improv for 20 to 30 seconds where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, respect my neck, ma," and something like that. And then he was banned from SNL forever for doing that because he didn't tell producers or Lauren or anybody that he wow. was just a little character he wanted to do. Oh, and man. oftentimes you'll 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 see the SNL cast make the rounds and like the 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 favorites and like Tina Fey and they'll be like, who was a nightmare to work with and who and they won't say anything, but anybody that was there for that one will without, <laughs> you know, any prodding say Adrian Brody sucked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've heard Brody Amazing. sucked. I heard Bieber sucked as well. So. Really? Oh, Bieber. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, apparently. Oh, man. Didn't, no, it didn't doesn't. Bill Hader talk about him? Okay, there he is. There's there's yeah, our, oh my our little Rasta man wow. himself. Is that or is, or is he playing, um, uh, what's his name from Tarzan? Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what's his name from Tarzan? <laughs> Not, what's his name from Tarzan? Uh, the lead character, uh, Tarzan. <laughs> No, no, I'm thinking of the um, the actor uh, Brendan Brendan Fraser. Oh, George oh, of the Jungle. He played George of the Brendan Jungle. Yeah. You're thinking oh, of yeah, B. Yeah, Frage yeah. doing George th- of the Jungle. Yeah, I'm thinking of sweet, sweet B. Frage. <laughs> Man, yeah. I miss B. Frage. That was that was a fun <laughs> that was a fun presence. His story is very sad. I think he's coming back in something good, like something big. He did a little FX TV show a couple years ago, and then there was that I think GQ story about how he was sexually assaulted by yeah. the head of the Golden Globes. I want to say many right. years ago, and right. a lot of tragic stuff happened to him. But yeah, we wish it, him the best. We want the Mummy Three to happen so yeah. bad. It already yeah. did. Mummy Three did happen. We, you want Mummy Four? I do want Mummy Four. Yeah. So Wait, Mummy what's three, Mummy Three? Mummy Three. They replaced um, the his wife. Uh, okay. Uh, I can't remember the actress's Vice? name. Who's great? Rachel Vice. Yeah, and okay. It's, it's still, but she's the same character. It's just a different actor actor playing her. Mm. And then uh, it's Russ, one of those. I, I put it on Russ the level Griswold of like style, uh, <laughs> I put it on the level of Inferno. Are you guys aware that there was a third Da Vinci Code movie? No, that yeah. has Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really. I was aware of this. Yes. Yeah, there is a third one that full on fucking came out. And Ron Howard made it and everything. And it's got it's got Hanks with the ironed hair, the flat ironed hair, back as Robert Langdon. Can't and, believe uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And like a lot of people don't know. Because like the first two were huge hits. I think the third mm-hmm. one did okay internationally, but didn't have much of a domestic. Did the first up. two come like right after each other and the third one took a little while or I think so, maybe. Like yeah. but they but they did, they honored the whole trilogy and did them all. They wow. honored it. They had Good. to honor they had it. To they honor it. I'm so glad they did. People they were, you know, it. people really wanted to see all of the Avengers unite <laughs> and they really wanted that trilogy. I think that's what they wanted that year. I think the first Da Vinci Code is one of the first movies I held hands with a girl during Ooh, in high nice. school. 
Yeah, yeah something about, you know, <laughs> the presage for what QAnon became really got us going uh, in the movie theater in Houston, Texas. There's that, and then Mission Impossible 3. That's the other one I remember. Oh, that's wow. a, that was another date movie? It was a date movie. We went to Cheesecake Factory and then Mission Impossible 3. We were 16 Whoa. and 18 years Are old. Are you married? Yeah. I mean, at that point, we're not. What, a, what a combo. <laughs> yeah, how do you top it? We're not married, but uh, I wish you the best. We're still mutuals on Instagram. Wait, you're mutuals? You're not even friends. Uh, no, we're friends. No, oh, I mean, oh, oh, mu- oh. no, mutuals in that we mutually follow each other. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, I guess funny. there is mutuals in the sense of like, oh, we both follow the same people. Yeah, so yeah, we can yeah. Be mutual. That no, would be we, funny. We, we follow each other. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. Uh, Man, that's a that's a nice that's a nice night. I like that kind of uh, chain Cheesecake. restaurant. Yeah, mainstream movie. That's Man, I miss Cheesecake. I factor. miss that. I miss yeah. that combo. I miss, I miss Glendale Americana. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, re- I miss going to like uh, last time I did that combo. It was like Kingsman Two, the Golden Compass, or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was called. Yeah, of course, and then Cheesecake Factory with a friend of mine afterwards. And we were we were still we were kind of new friends. We were still getting to know each other. So it was kind of going out on a limb, like to see if he would make fun of me for even suggesting Cheesecake Factory to begin with. But he didn't, and yeah. we went, and we had such a lovely time. Then. And not so and, and didn't give you any beef about Kingsman Two, huh? Kingsman One, great movie until the yeah. end. The end yes. really got me the, the turned end, off by it. What the butt fucking part at yeah. the end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the I was just like, what part. a great movie up to this very last point. I'm like, how oh, you just how on fucking it. earth did that make it past all every, all the top brass? I, mean, I don't know. At some point, somebody's got, hey, we got to lose. it. We can't have this. This doesn't everybody, make sense. I feel like everybody, like when they did all the screeners, whoever made it, like. Those British dudes sat there, and when that part came, were howling of how funny it was. And then all the suits were like, you know what? If the British think this is great, I I think this kind of weird turn tracks. British comedy, (laughs) Monty Python, this... Yeah. Wait, is this a Weinstein joint? Is this why it got no? Oh, I'm looking wow. it up. It's not. It's not a Weinstein joint. It's but not. okay, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, no, not not my not my flavor of humor. I remember seeing no. that at a three dollar theater. But I remember watching the whole movie that, I, and I was like, this is so fun. Mm-hmm. And then that ending just like it was just like I'm it just I'm a crass me. I'm a crass guy. It bumped me. I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm not easily bumped. I mean, I, you know, fellas, you know, if your ending of your movie is bumping a crass guy, <laughs> yeah. you got to look in the mirror yeah. and ask yourself some questions. Listen, you, you, don't, you don't even know your dynamic. If you're bumping a crass guy, <laughs> you might have an inappropriate ending of your movie. You might be a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> there, I took my kid to see Rampage. Oh, I was going to say real quick. If you, if you're ever embarrassed about, uh, mainstream entertainment and chain restaurants, get yourself a 10 year old because you can you can oh fly. yeah you can do it like, hey you want to go see this dumb movie and go to the, and they're like yeah sure yeah okay, um, how do i get myself a 10 year old standard do you want to yeah. give me that advice yeah. on the podcast you just baby you just babysit oh just great babysit. oh i'd yeah, love yeah. to yeah. sure anytime yeah. kevin, well, it depends on kevin how wanted long... to go see the crudes and he brought quincy <laughs> for a little date <laughs> you know what no i will say that that's never stopped me from any sort of i went to oh, trolls good. by myself not world oh, tour but the first one the by first myself one. and it. i did i like that first one at a matinee at the americana <laughs> i don't know why i'm shouting out all these locations i saw <laughs> yeah. the movies at. it's not i necessary. love the, i love the matinee though for it Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was like a, and it was a weekday matinee too. It was not Ooh. even a weekend, Sunday oh morning, gosh. Saturday morning. Those used to be so fun. I'm yeah. just reminiscing about times in which we could do that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, a movie. it's a weekday matinee. The weekend. <laughs> the weekend matinee. Do you guys pretty much remember 
Because I feel, I've talked to friends of mine, I think I can do this too, where it's like, if you name a movie that you saw in a movie theater, you can pretty much remember the movie theater you saw it in and who you were with. Can you guys do that with movies or does it all blur up for you? I can do that. I mean, I, I feel like I always, we always saw the same horror movies with the same group of friends. So that might be a little tough. Oh, that's fun. But um, yeah. I'm pretty good. That's you bringing that up. I think I can on a lot of them. Yeah, you know, sure. May, and it, and then with like a little, a little bit of work, I could probably, probably on all of them. I think. Yeah, it's a great. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great uh, observation. I think I could. Yeah, because I just did a little. I was doing a little like kind of um, reconnaissance while I was talking there, and I I feel like I'm yeah pretty good. That is an interesting thing. More than what was uh, your reconnaissance that you were doing? What were you looking at? Just in my mind, I was just I just was throwing a couple titles out there and thinking like, how far back can I go on this? And okay, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Well, who did you see that with, and where? That one was with my kid. So okay, with my kid. See? I saw it at the ArcLight in Sherman Oaks. See, I went Age of Ultron. I went solo oh. Americana. Solo Americana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a drink. I, I always, yeah, I always see, I feel like I always see the Avengers movies or Marvel stuff by myself. Tough Aww. to sell the wife on that. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. She falls asleep. As soon as CGI happens, she's out. Really? She's out well, yeah. Well, it's too and much. It's just I've heard this much. about your wife, even like subtle CGI, not even like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like no. a big monster. And obviously mm -mm, it's like no. looking rubbery, but even like when they paint, paint out like airplanes that crawl yeah. in the shot, your yeah. wife yeah. falls asleep. Yeah. Right? Like, boy, in this day and age, she's got a real... Rip Van Winkle situation. Yeah. <laughs> She's never awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We only watch. Uh, we only watch reality shows. She point. can only watch movies with practical effects to stay <laughs> yeah. awake the whole time. We only watch the thing over and over again. <laughs> I was gonna say the thing. Yeah. Kevin, oh what God. about you for Ultron? Ultron was group at the Vista. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I could name uh, three the of the Vista's, people. The Vista is a good one to see Marvel movies because Homeboy dresses up, right? All the time, yes. Uh, for people who are local to LA, the manager of the theater, who's managed it for years, always dresses up as a either a main or a periphery character for the movies. Yeah. And it is funny to see like how far this can stretch because, like, <laughs> obviously, for like when Logan came out, he dressed up as Wolverine, sure. like the old costume. And when Avengers comes out, he's Iron Man. Now, Marriage Story, he did dress up as Adam Driver in that fight scene from the apartment. And every time he took someone's ticket, he banged the wall <laughs> just to give people the full experience. But he, he takes it pretty far. He goes for it. Wants people to die. I want you yeah. to die. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is uh, Big Rye. I wanted to tell you about a great sponsor we have for the show today called Uprising Food. Okay, I'm about to lay something on you, and you're not gonna like it. You know, some of you are gonna be, some of you are gonna be pretty upset. You're gonna be pissed. Uh, I'm prepared to deal with whatever uh, the repercussions are for me giving you this information and you know upsetting you. Uh, brace yourselves. You're not getting enough fiber. I said it. You are not getting enough fiber now. A lot of you are pissed right now. You're screaming back at whatever you're listening to this on. You're screaming back saying, I I'm getting plenty. You don't know me. How dare you? How dare you, Stanger? How on earth could you make such a bold claim? Well, I'll tell you how I could. Because I know for a fact that 95% of Americans are not getting enough fiber. Nine in over 9 in 10 people are deficient in fiber. They ain't getting enough. That's probably you. You need 30 grams a day. 
That's two full heads of broccoli. You eating two full heads of broccoli every single day? Probably not. I'm not, I couldn't do it. Uprising Food came along. They made getting that fiber number simple and enjoyable. Maybe you're doing some kind of like fiber cracker or something to get your fiber in. That ain't fun. A fiber cracker? What am I, 150 years old? No, I want, you know, I want, I want to get it in a way that's enjoyable. That so you got uprising food. They've got their freedom chips. They've got their sourdough cubes. And you know, a lot of you guys uh have told us that you're uh, you're looking for a bread alternative. Uh you're maybe you're doing keto, maybe you're going paleo, you're going grain-free, maybe you're just trying to live a simple, low-carb lifestyle. All right. I can totally relate. I am. And so you start looking at all the different, you know, health foods. And, you know, the, maybe you find something that checks some of the boxes, right? It's, oh, okay, so it's grain-free, um, it, you know, it's technically low-carb, but, you know, you're taking the hit on other macros, or it's just kind of a zero, right? It just doesn't, it doesn't offer any kind of nutrition. You get nothing really out of it. Why, why have that when you could have something like Uprising Food and get yourselves two net carbs, six grams of protein, and nine grams of fiber, all right. That's like a dan- that's a supplement. At that point, you're getting to supplement territory. Now you're probably run- wondering what well, what kind of ingredients? Does it have good ingredients? Is it chemicals? Absolutely. It's not. Not chemicals. We're talking real superfood ingredients, not marketing gimmicks. You ever heard of almonds, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg whites, psyllium husk, olive oil? You guys, that's what's in this food. That's all stuff that we've talked about on the show before. I'm trying to get that in my diet anyway. You put it in one food, come on. It's a no-brainer. Now, I want to talk to you about the uh, the sampler bundle. It's going to cost you $48, all right? Now, based on what you put in that bundle, uh, that works out to about $1.25, $3 per serving. You look at it as a dollar to $3 a serving. How much are you spending on a protein bar? I mean, it's not, you know, they, they ain't cheap. And, uh, so if you break it down, what you're getting per serving and what you're actually getting out of this food, uh, and the fact that it does work like a supplement, you are getting supplement caliber, uh, nutrition, uh, it starts to make sense. And I'm doing the sourdough cube. You, I, I sliced mine up. I'm freezing the, the slices and then I'm toasting it as I'm eating it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm putting hummus on that some bitch. I'm doing so I'm putting uh peanut butter, like nut butter on there, almond butter, I mean, I, you know, Scott, you're looking at all the, uh, the protein, the fiber, plus whatever I'm getting from the spread that I'm putting on there, like almond butter. I mean, I'm like an ant. I'm shadow boxing, doing spin kicks, skipping rope. I mean, it's rocket fuel at that point. You're off to the races. You know, you're doing the freedom chips with a little hummus. Come on, guys. Come on. You're having fun. Hey, you can have fun with it. You're getting the fiber in. You're getting the nutrition in. You're enjoying yourselves. Um so, you know, give it a try. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. This, uh, these guys are cool. It's shipping to you from Detroit. Uh, talk to the guy that started the company. He's a fun guy. And, uh, you know, he's trying to do something here. And I think it's worth uh, taking a look at. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to uprisingfood.com dumbbells and buy the sampler bundle. It's only $48 and you're getting six products to try. That's uprisingfood.com dumbbells. And the first 1,000 people to use our code DUMBBELLS at purchase will get free standard shipping. So hurry up while supplies last. 
when they launched the freedom chips, those suckers sold out. People couldn't get them. So you got to, you know, to get on a damn wait list. So get out there and try it now uh, and see what you think. I'm curious to hear, guys. I want to uh, I want to throw out a question from our uh, Gmail real quick, and then and oh, then yeah. we'll we'll answer this together. Uh, just keep people a little fitness, and then Kevin, we want to hear about what's going on with you with some yeah. with some health and fitness stuff, and then you know, obviously we can keep talking about movies and fun. Please, stuff. please, please, let's go back to that. <laughs> please, Daddy. <laughs> this is coming to us uh, from Brian. He sent it to our Ask the Dumbbells at Gmail. Uh, where if you guys have a question like this or or something different. Anything kind of long form. That I mean, may if not you have a question and... like this one, probably don't ask it because you could probably just listen to the answer. But <laughs> if you want to ask it again, go ahead and do that. Like this in quality, not in, in content. Yes. 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 Thank you. Uh, hey, Ryan and Eugene and Kevin. I'll throw that in there for him. Oh, have sweet. a question for you guys. Oh. Um, is there any advice you have for watching calorie counts and portions? I don't daily track, which I hate doing. I agree, Bri. I'll slowly, if I don't daily track, which he hates doing, I'll slowly creep back up. I've lost about 80 pounds in almost wow. three years, and I'm working on that last 15, but I always go above what I want unless I'm vigilant. I'm eating healthy, just seem to be eating too much of it at times. Thanks for the great, hilarious pod. It's been a huge motivator, Brian. Hmm. Tricky stuff. I can relate to a lot of this, Brian, because I also don't like counting. Um, and I'll do, I'll do these things where I kind of like reset calories or anything like, you don't yeah, like yeah. Counting. he hates counting. Yeah. 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 He hates, when, he hates the count from Sesame street. Like one, count, two, yeah. three, fuck hates you. That dude. Yeah. People can't see this, but we can see in Ryan's background, he does have a picture of the count and then just a big no sign. Yeah. X yes. over yeah. his face. Which and is only sad. the alphabet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> no numbers. Um, but I'm with you. I don't like counting in general and I certainly don't like counting calories sure but i will kind of check in on it i will do a reset i will get some good luck or not good luck but i will have some good outcomes from that and then i'll slowly start to creep back up portions get a little too big and uh and so i can relate to that brian i don't know what do you guys think do you have a system? i mean i think it's i think it's just a constant you know to be honest you just need to constantly check in i think that's one of those things where you know, it's a lifestyle change and a life change. So like, you know that you're eating healthy. Some days you feel like you're overeating, then pull it back the next day or the next couple of days and see if it creeps back up and just kind of hold on to it, you know? But when it comes to like the last quote unquote 15 pounds or whatever you're trying to lose, like you have the, you know, as long as you're eating healthy and you're exercising and you're moving your body and you're sleeping well, like that 15 pounds that, you know, you might have just created in your head after you've lost 80, Mm -hmm. will come off you know you just have to start living in the world that of fitness that you're in you know that's what i think eugene you had a system uh where the finger hand system oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the palm method you can yeah. use if i mean if you really want to focus on that uh-huh where you um you uh insert into somebody's palm Oh, oh, it's really strange. You Man, insert sounds... into somebody's palm? Yeah, you have to insert, which is like you have to find creases. In this sounds palm. new agey kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with food. It's just okay. strictly a focus thing. Uh, now, okay, can so... I use my palm trio? Yes. Uh, yes, you can wow. use a palm trio. <laughs> with uh, the stylus you, pen? <laughs> or you can use a, a, a TI-85 okay. and uh, just play snake 
Um, hey, thanks so, for that shout out to Texas. That's yeah, Texas you got it. You got it. And we appreciate Man, those the solidarity calculators right are the mm-hmm. wave of the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wave of the past. Put you guys on the map there for a while. Yeah, it sure did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, back when the most interesting thing you could do with a calculator is say boobs upside down. Guess yeah. what? This thing can play freaking Snake. It can play freaking Mario. You can shoot a movie on this thing. God damn. Drug war. What was it? Drug? There was a there was a drug dealing um, game that you could play on a comp- on a uh, calculator. Drug <laughs> rules. wars or something like that. I didn't have. You just that. straight up sell drugs and then. <laughs> oh right. Maybe that's what I was doing. Profits. I Maybe think you're that's... just talking about like a drug dealer counting up his money. You're right. Using yeah. a I was just like, oh, this is neat that you're using this. Yes. Shooting a movie. My dad would always be like, "Hey, you know, you get yourself an iPhone and a drone. You could shoot a feature film." Now you said your dad always said that even before iPhones and drones existed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Before they were invented, he's a real sensor and all that. Yeah. These I don't count calories really. I I tried. I you know, I, I talked about Fitbit a little oh, last right. time I was on the podcast. And I still use it and I'm still wearing it to this day. Maybe even the same one. It smells really bad. But um <laughs> And there is a, a thing where you can log calories in it, and I'm sure there's a bunch of different apps. I'm sure Apple Fitness has this. I'm sure other apps have this. Right. But it got to be such a drag, even when I was really trying to watch that stuff. And there was something, there's certain things, OCD practices that I really enjoy, like even like logging movies or even journaling and things like that. But for some reason, food felt really oppressive to do that with, so I could never figure out other than basically generally in the macro sense watching what i eat yeah to do like okay well i had a potato chip well it was this kind of potato chip and what was the serving and check the cat- yeah. i i couldn't do that well that's i mean that's a generally what like the palm method really is is like just kind of keeping like a a simple way to figure out portion control or serving sizes mm-hmm. so uh to break it down again um your palm you know, without your fingers, just that size of your your palm, whoever is eating, is like your serving of protein, is one serving of protein. Oh. Um, like a cupped hand is a serving of carbohydrates, like, you know, like a, like a, like whole wheat bread or uh, like whole wheat pasta or white rice or whatever. Um, your thumb is the amount of fat in one serving. And then veggies, you can do like unlimited, like, handfuls of greens but usually you want to focus on having one to two handfuls of greens two portions of protein two portions of carbohydrates and maybe one to two servings of fat so it's like two um two both hands two hand meals every time for a male a two and then yeah and that's just like you know if you're exercising regularly and you're and you're um, focused on you know lean proteins and you know, you're not going crazy on the fats and stuff. It's it's a good way to just kind of have a streamline. If you're on vacation or you're on location for work or just even at home and you don't want to, you know, really focus in on it too bad, it gives you at least some kind of um, like roadmap, you know, to do it. And, and that's where it varies. You do one to two of your palm method per meal and you do that three to four meals a day. So even if you just went one-to-one on every meal and you did it four times a day, you're going to get enough calories uh, and not overdo it. And you always got your hands with you. So that's... Yeah, yeah, you always have your hands with you. So it's, you know, you you don't need to bring like a food scale, which just... Unless you're Lance Morissette. Yeah, 
If you have, yeah, then you have one hand in your pocket. Right. The other one is counting calories. <laughs> Her new cover, it's so weird. It's so Her weird. Sponsorship with Weight Watchers. You know, she was just trying to switch it up after, you know, that show became a Broadway. Can you believe that's a Broadway show? Jagged Little I can. Jagged, Jagged Little Pill. Pill. Yeah, baby. Just like the it's fact that songs. you can watch you can watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade and watch them like a bunch of Broadway <laughs> kids. <laughs> children <laughs> all right here comes snoopy and he's cutting the turkey here comes the garfield flow okay here comes a band of children singing you live you learn <laughs> I, wait I can mean, i tell y'all real as a diversion the last show i ever saw on broadway what was that well because this was the last week pre pre the pre demi uh and uh it was march 6th Fifth, I want to say fifth or sixth. Uh-huh. I was in New York City. I, I went to New York, Philly, and DC like a week before pandemic hit. Because you knew it was going to happen and you just I, needed to hit up those cities. I got a tip off from my guys in DC. They were like, you better <laughs> see your shows, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And and I went to SNL actually for one oh, of you the did. last ones there when Mulaney hosted. It was like a really fun experience. Oh, that's cool. He oh, didn't nice. give us any memes though. Um, but the last show I saw on Broadway was a play by Tracy Letts called The Minutes. Tracy Letts is yeah, killer he's Joe daddy and- Bird and Lady Bird. He wrote August Osage County and people yeah. would recognize he had a little part in Little Women. And it starred him and Army Hammer. Whoa. <laughs> and the Speaking I, of portion s- control. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to spoil the end of the play, which no one will probably ever see again. Which is that nobody had the, ribs. <laughs> well, Eugene, the play ends. It starts at in a city council meeting, and it takes place over the course of it. They find out that like the town has a racist history, is built on Native American land. There's a white man that says the N word at one point in this show, and the show ends with everyone ripping their shirts off and covering themselves in blood, including Army Hammer. And Whoa. now I'm thinking his involvement was probably contingent. On that yeah, scene happening, yeah, yeah. right? Does anybody yeah. have any ideas how to end this? Yeah, I, I got I one. Got that's kind of I got one. my brain. Yeah. Uh, this is random, but like, yeah, that, or that's the only way he would do it. The only way I'll that's do this saying. show is if we all get to be covered in blood at the end. That's all. How, was it a good show? No, I nah. didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I I went for free. It was with a friend of mine who had free tickets, so it was no harm, no foul. And we nice. both. Tracy agreed. Letts is a great actor. Yes, yes, he's yeah. terrific. Obviously, but um. This 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 play wasn't it for me. Did you do you did Times Square Olive Garden and then right into that show? Is that what it was? <laughs> no, oh no, this was just a friend. If it was more than a friend, we would have hit up the Guy Fieri restaurant Ooh. in Times Square and yeah. then gone to the minutes. But no, just there a you friend. go. You would have hit up Flavortown? Absolutely, I would have become mayor. <laughs> I would have unseated him. Although his his restaurant's gone there now, isn't it? I think it's oh, being yeah. put, replaced with Margaritaville. Wow, that's hey. true. I don't know why I'm plugged into this. This isn't Doughboys. I'm sorry. Army Hammer did an interview where he, uh, like, they said, like, who do you want to, who would you want to have lunch with, alive or dead? And he said, Marquis Desaad. And, like, no one batted an eye. It's just like, (laughs) oh, okay. It was like, oh, cool. You know, yeah, just moving right along. I haven't. He's really thrown it out there. I don't know if it's, um, I think, no, I think, yeah, you can see it. I can't remember if I I saw it just written or that. No, I think I, I watched it. It might, yeah. And like he just, without real hesitation, just that's who he offers. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> there was no way to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy oh, shit.
Well, wow. thoughts and prayers to him. We stand with Army on the Dumbbells podcast. Whatever yes, ends up course. coming out about him, we co-sign fully. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank I, you for answering that for all of us because we are all on the yeah, same page. Just let it be known. Thank Army you, Kevin. Hammer. Let it I be did known. See, um, last time I was in New York, I did see Hades Town. How was that? I've heard that's amazing. Great. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And uh, yeah, every once in a while, I'll still listen to the music and be like, wow, right. Broadway. I miss that. I wonder yeah. when that's going to happen again. Yeah, baby. It'll happen. Broadway. It, we, It'll happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, 2022, on, for sure. They keep on pushing back my Hamilton tickets here at the Pantages. <laughs> <laughs> you got like, good yep. seats? They push it back again. We will you know, reimburse you for your tickets. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do this again. I've been doing that for a year and a half now. I saw back. Hamilton at the pa- Pantages pre pre Demi, like the first national tour. I think they went on. Oh yeah, at, like in 2017 or 2018. How was but, it? Well, unfortunately, both the men playing the lead roles were understudies for the national tour. So you wow, know, it's like B team a B team. And I will say, the man playing Hamilton did sound like a Muppet doing a Lin Manuel impression. Sure. <laughs> I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Uh, he did his best. And unfortunately, I, this is this... Hamilton. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yay! <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, that does sound like Lin Manuel Miranda. Just no, we're not we're not yeah. wrong. Man, the Lin Manuel discourse as it's evolved in the last year has been very interesting to watch. But also the man playing Aaron Burr, who of course in the original cast is Leslie Odom Jr., a black sure. man, at least from my seats. Maybe this is on me, but the understudy did look like a white man. So Whoa. some of the, I think yeah. what the role was supposed to be was lost in that. Yeah. So it was like this white guy saying, yo, <laughs> that is oh, one of the yeah. the opening lines. It was sure, certainly no Wayne Brady in the Chicago production of the same show. Uh, I'll tell you Was that Wayne much. Brady? In Chicago, he was, he was Aaron Burr for like wow. a year or something. He's talented, but it was all though, improvised. Right? Was he good? What? I mean, <laughs> it was all improvised. He improvised wow. all of his songs. He asked <laughs> for a word to start Hamilton. That's yeah. strange. <laughs> Can I get a suggestion? Hamilton. <laughs> I heard Hamilton. Thank you. And then they did a show based on that. What um, What has been your guy's favorite Broadway show you've ever seen? On Broadway. Well, that well, we'll say on Broadway, but you can spin it out if you saw like um, if you saw. It, a you tour know, or something tour else or something that you loved, yeah. That mm. you loved, yeah. You know, I have such a clear memory of seeing Glenn Gary Glenn Ross on Broadway. It was a oh. revival of it that starred Jeffrey Tambor uh, and then <laughs> Leah Shriver, <laughs> and then and then as Shelley as the Jack Lemmon character from the movie, Alan Alda. Oh, as Shelley. And seeing Alan Alda on Broadway, I was like, I'm going to remember. I was 15, 16 at the time. I'm like, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Sure. He was so good. They crushed seeing it? Seeing him was such a, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. As, yeah. as good and better than you want him to be. Wow. So, And that was f- 16 years ago. And he was already old then. And he's still alive. He got vexed up the other day. Thank God. Damn. So that's my he, most memorable one. I've, I've seen yeah. other good stuff too. But, but seeing Alan Alda just do Mammoth. Our, our, our great American playwright, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about some great, yeah, some good I guys. Saw, I saw um, at like Joe's Pub or Joe's, the, like there, I saw mm-hmm. Top Dog Underdog with like um, Jonathan Wright and um, oh. and uh, and Most Deaf. Most Deaf. I remember Def. seeing that, and I'm just like, 
this was great. It was great. I that, mm-hmm. I just remember that going to that theater. It was like almost like the uh, remember the movie theater. You know the movies you saw in the movie theater. Like I remember the seats I had. I remember sitting oh, there and watching yeah, yeah. it, and it was great. But I think best Broadway show, and I think it's because of um, it was the first show I ever did was West Side Story. I saw on Broadway when they brought it back in like two thousand and nine or two thousand ten. Okay. And um, as soon as the, I went with Trish and some other friends and it was right before we moved to LA. And as soon as the um, overture started, I was bawling because it just made me think of the very first show I've ever done oh, in my yeah, life and do hearing that. the overture. And I don't, I, rem- I don't remember opening my eyes for the whole two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, well, no, that was a lot for me. <laughs> I just, I remember looking over at Trish and her just looking at me like, What's happening to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a safe place to be in. In- inexplicable crying next to a loved one. Yeah. I, l- I love that. I love Do you feeling not want to move to LA? No, this is great. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I can't wait for you to cry when you watch Ansel Elgort next year. <laughs> oh, right. Tony in West Side Story. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. What about, is what that about Spielberg's thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to come out last month or two months ago. But that's going to end in, in a butt-fucking scene in a dungeon too, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, yeah. it, close up. Maria no, just zooms in. Very sad. I know. Spielberg lost it. He was just wow. making sleepy dad war movies. And then he ended his West Side Story remake with a butt shot of an <laughs> underage girl. Oh, my God. Wow. Did he, is he directing it? Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's him, wow. and then yeah, Tony Kushner, him, Angels wow. in America playwright, and Lincoln uh, Munich screenwriter doing the script as well. So wow. it could be good. Phone yeah. home, baby. Phone home's directing that some bitch. That's, <laughs> yeah. that was that's supposed to already be out, right? Yeah, yeah. Very sad. I'm pumped to see it. Yeah. yeah. Do you have one stanger for best show? You no, know, no, I haven't seen shit, man. I, oh, okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so you're just living th- vicariously. Through yeah. yeah, no, I want to hear, but I wish I had done more. I've only been to New York twice for mm-hmm. Del Clo- oh, No, I've been three times for like a dumb like job commercial thing or something. Have and you, I- you've never seen a Broadway show or you have seen a Broadway show? No, never. So I've never seen oh, a man. show. Yeah. And then I've seen some stuff in LA, but it's all like real, real mainstream. And then, um. I remember as a kid going to see uh, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and that was awesome. Like, I that was rules. like, I did not want to do it. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And my mom's like, relax. This is pretty accessible for you. It'll be fine. Sure. And, and then you when the, straight when the, up uh, for the chandelier, huh? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm, I was all in, you know. And I remember, like, liking the music, but also laughing at how corny, you know, the guys yeah. were singing and stuff. It was probably, you know, you're an action boy. It probably felt like an action movie when the chandelier fell. Yeah. It did. It did, and I did love how like sincere like people were singing. I I'd never seen like a real music. You know, you've never seen people commit to anything. In yeah, your life, yeah. wow. Yeah. I was so detached oh, and boy. cool. But like Weber stuff, you know. So it's like seeing the guy like Weber. Nighttime. <laughs> you know, it was, it was I, I a lot for me. Andrew Lloyd Weber just wants a jock to be like, yeah, and then Weber stuff where he's just like, <laughs> I love Weber stuff, bruh. Me too. I do. I like it. I think that is the audience he's going for. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen uh, any production of Jesus Christ Superstar, especially that John Legend one from a couple years ago that oh, they buddy. did on NBC, that's still in my in my DVR. I'm it's, never. I'm never getting rid of it. I will say the the man who plays Judas in that one, Brandon Victor Dixon, I believe is his name. Yes. Un- 
real. Unreal. Yeah. And yeah. then also just absolutely crushes the rent Fox, the Fox live rent version of it too, where he plays Collins. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, you say crushing it because he crushed that gentleman's foot before they <laughs> aired it, right? Yeah. 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 There was the lead, right? The lead actor of the live rent like broke his foot hours like, or a day before they I think it was it. hours and then they just, <sighs> yeah. So funny. Such a bummer. Wow. Anyway. And then, um, and then, uh, what's her name? Was the the drag queen from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race was played uh, Angel? Oh, Venice okay, w- I didn't uh, watch yeah. this. No, did not know. Yeah, did not know. Uh, so, so Kevin, what's going on with you now? So, what's the last time we talked to you? You, um, you're doing a lot of Chick Fil A breakfast. Oh. Yeah, it's steroids and Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, you had kind of hacked Chick Fil A. You were able to manage to get healthy food from Chick Fil A. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. You were jogging a lot, I believe, running yeah. a lot. Uh, you look fit. You look in shape. How have you? Thanks, buddy. What What are you doing exercise and food wise now? When and how has things changed, if at all? Are you still in Pasadena? I'm still in Pasadena. I'm in Altadena technically, so I'm right next to the San Gabriel Mountains. I live on an incline decline. One of those Dinas. Yeah, yeah, one of them dirty Dinas. Yeah, I'm very yeah. close to. I'm not going to dox her, but I'm very close to where Maria Bamford lives. Like we're basically neighbors at this point. Oh, but uh, that's cool. I haven't seen her around the neighborhood. I'll say that much. Oh, so you're giving her shit for not jogging, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doxing her, her for not being as active as me. <laughs> so when I talked to you guys, that was at the beginning of 2017, and that started a very maybe permanent life. change for me just in the sense of like i was at the midpoint of of my of my body transformation i ended up losing shape at that point lost a bunch of weight and yeah but even at that point i still had more weight to lose and i ended up at my lowest i dropped like 25 or 30 pounds oh wow oh that summer and I, i will say like i ended up because again all this data is in the fitbit app uh i ended up averaging 17 to 20 miles a day for like six months that year. So it was a lot. And it was like really quick. I did not maintain that pace, obviously. But Wait, like 70, at the height 20 of 20 miles a day, like running, walking, just moving around? Running, or? like an aggregate of running and walking. Yeah, just moving around. Jesus wow. Christ. It would, be like, it would be like eight or nine miles in the morning and then like Eight or nine, or nine miles as you like your run? Like mm-hmm. you would run for eight or nine miles and then the rest of your day would be another close to 10 miles of just movement. milling it milling yeah. around an extra 10 miles yeah just milling around well you know what i would do i actually recommend this to people who are looking for uh i mean i recommend it to people no one takes me up on the recommendation because it sounds insane reading while walking reading a book while walking i found to be a tremendous help in addition you, to like are you, you mean like listening to a book no i mean reading <laughs> while walking <laughs> Where are you able to read and walk? I live in a in a bit of a suburban neighborhood that's not okay. a highly trafficked urban sure. metropolitan area. So I I look both ways before crossing the street still, but if I didn't, it'd probably be okay. 
Because that feels like a very cartoony, somebody with a book walking, and then all of a sudden you're walking across a beam that like the construction workers are working on, and then oh, you're yeah. on the oh, second no. floor of a Just house. Just Mr. Magooing it up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and two things to that. Like one, I'm using a Kindle, so I don't have like a huge, like both of my hands are, are occupied right. by this thing. Mm-hmm. And I am looking up, and I have run into a few trees. It's true. Like, <laughs> like just brushed some like branches. But that's the cost of doing business because my like my daily pages are up every day. So yeah. I do recommend reading while walking. So anyway, that was 2017, 17 to 20 miles a day. Then then it dipped. I did gain back probably like 8, 10, 15 pounds over the course of the next six months. But I still didn't get back to where I was sure. before that transformation. And ever since then, I've, I've been fairly consistent in jogging at different points. Um I, w- I had a gym membership for a time and I was really into running on the treadmill, then doing some light weight work. I'd still struggle to do a lot of upper body strength stuff out of probably just lack of body, upper body strength, and then just laziness. Uh, because if you're not good at something, you don't want to do it until you're good at it. Then you never get sure. good at it because you don't do it. And the for the quarantine stuff, I was in a good rhythm of like waking up every day, going to the gym and then running however many miles. Then quarantine hit last year. And then I had to relearn how to run outside Again, because I really got out of the habit of doing that. And you were yeah. running mainly on a treadmill? Mainly on a treadmill, yeah, at the gym. So then canceled the gym membership and kind of had to recommit to running outside, which there is a lot more resistance because there's, especially where I live, built-in incline and decline right. and just like other weather elements. And it's so easy to make excuses for yourself when you're subject to weather of like, ah, it's a little too hot today, or I woke up too late, or oh, it's actually too cold and I don't want to go. You like you can Yeah. You or can Maria Banford's out there and I don't want to bother her. I don't want to see her. I <laughs> it was weird the way we left things last time. We ran into each other at the coffee shop. Um so at the in like March, I and then I started weighing myself again and I was like, oh, I think I'm I think I'm gaining weight again in a in a way that I don't want. So I had to commit again to running a lot and then and then it's kind of been up and down since then and obviously we've all gone through our like nutrition stuff with with the lockdown but yeah when i started running again last march i was doing like maybe two or three miles and then struggling to finish that outside for some reason it was there was like psychological resistance to that and then and then i got back to that place again where it's like all right seven or eight miles every day and i was in that like June, July, August, September, and then like September, into September, October, November, December. And then it's kind of like the holiday fall off, even though it's like, I didn't go anywhere. You know? Sure, sure. <laughs> but um, so so it kind of fell off and now I'm, I'm having to retrain again to like, like this, what I've been doing every day, regardless of, even if I don't run, I'll walk a long distance every morning. So this morning I walked like three miles in the morning, just around the neighborhood. I did read a little bit while doing mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and my mind is enriched, fellas. Um, and, and, and if I don't walk, I'll try to run. And then there are some days when I can't do either for whatever scheduling reasons. But I'm trying to get back to a place where I can easily run seven or eight miles every day. And, and you like it, it like or five. is it feeling like a chore still of you trying to get back up there? Or, or is, it, uh, is it like a, a refreshing thing that you like to do to start your day? It does feel refreshing. It's it does still feel good. It doesn't feel yeah. mostly like ah shit. I have to do that. I mean, there is like duty attached to it, but it's not sure. mostly a negative feeling. It's just it's just hard to get on the sneakers to begin with. Once I'm out there and listening to whatever 
music or reading while running, I guess. Maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> that would rock. Yeah. yeah. See if I can do that. If you got like a little attachment for your the Kindle for your head, like right. a welder's yeah. mask or something, but further out in front of you. Like attach sure. it to one of those clear face shields. Yeah. 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 As long as you could easily flip it up. Mm-hmm. If you're in like a more high traffic area, you just flip it up. And then mm-hmm. if you're more chill, you know, down again. Um I you know what I love about that though is I think the um the added walking element is huge because it's like as long as you're getting it out getting outside, you know. Oftentimes you'll run, but worst case is you walk and then that counts and then that feels good. I think that's the key, you know, cause always like, Oh, if you're always staring down the barrel of an eight mile run, it can be daunting. You mm-hmm. know, that's yeah. why it gets harder to put those shoes on. You know, you're just like, fuck Here we go again. You know? Totally. And I've Woo! tried to give myself the grace to be able to say like, you know what? I walked four miles. I didn't run seven or whatever. Yeah. And, and that is enough for today. And then for the rest of it, it's like, I do I do some squats at home. I don't really do that much upper body stuff. Guys, I was thinking about getting a bike, though. I was thinking about getting a little exercise bike, but I don't know if that's wise for where I'm at. Not a Peloton, not like the full whole hog thing that, that y'all have, but like just like a, a, a little one that would fit comfortably in a one-bedroom apartment that I could like just whip out and watch TV while I'm on. I don't, I don't know if that's wise or not. I know they make some pretty sturdy ones for like – Around 300, 400 bucks, I could probably right. get. But why, what do you mean? Why, like, why, like, you wouldn't use it or it wouldn't be good exercise for you? I think it'd be good cross training for your running to do some stuff that isn't, that isn't impact on the joints. Yeah, you low know? impact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, like, is it just putting a hat on a hat if I'm already running slash walking every day to do a bike as well? I, I think getting, getting an exercise bike that you could do some interval training on would be cool. I think it, okay. I, I think it would complement your running. Um, and then if there's weather issues, you know, you could always just hop on the bike and then also could shorten down how much time you're spending with cardio, because you figure if you got to run, you know, seven or eight miles or walk, you know, and this is take an hour plus, you know, you could do a 20 minute bike workout, um, where you're doing and it would intervals. Be equivalent maybe if I did it right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say it's one for one, but it's different. It, it would be mm-hmm. different, but in a complimentary way, you know, you'd, I mean, I, I think if how it all shakes down, you could burn similar calories, you know, if you, right. if you, if you space it out throughout the day, like they say that, you know, doing interval training, you burn more calories long, you know, like throughout the day mm-hmm. because you're at this oxygen deficit that you don't quite get if you're in aerobic, you know, if you're keeping everything in that kind of aerobic range, um, so when you know when you're running, you're you know you're not as much at an oxygen deficit because you're in an aerobic range. When you do interval training, you go into anaerobic ranges, so it's like you can't get enough mm. air in, basically. But you know, without getting too much into the weeds on that, you know, I think adding in something where you could do twenty or thirty minutes, break a sweat, do something that's completely different than what you're doing outside, it could be a nice complement to your training, and then maybe free some time up for yourself too. Yeah, and I can watch TV while doing it, baby. You I'm just looking TV to multitask is, I think, the narrative of this. I need to walk while reading. I need to do the bike while watching a movie. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, and that's like a simple way of doing it, especially with like a bike if you're on mm-hmm. one, uh, to do kind of any kind of like um, uh, interval training. And it's something as simple as like while the show is in the actual show, if you if you watch anything in real time while it's in the show, you just are at a constant pace. And then once mm-hmm. it's commercials, you hike up the resistance for that two and a half minutes. And, you know, 
You just, you go for yeah, it. Yeah, you don't have to go crazy with what you're, you know, it's, yeah. or even if you just wanted to do it timing wise, you know, minute hard, 30 seconds easy, minute hard, 30 seconds easy, mm-hmm. or, right. you know, whatever, whatever it is so that it's not interfere, it's not distracting you too much with you distracting yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I, I'm now, cause it's like, if I had all, all the space in the world, I honestly probably would have just bought one a couple of weeks ago just to try it out. But it is yeah. like. This will take up space. I don't have a huge apartment. I do live alone, so it's just me um, that I'm concerned about encroaching on my own space. So it yeah. would just cut. It probably just I have to it. live in this corner of the bedroom. So it's like if I bought something, it's like well, and they have those little fold up ones. I don't know about those. I, I wouldn't do y'all. that. Yeah. yeah, and then they have the more solid one. And I was like, you know, entrenched in just stationary bike reviews for the better part of a week, just looking at all the different ones and like. The three hundred to four hundred dollar range, where it's like it's good enough for me because I'm like five eleven, so I'm not short. Yeah, um, and and something that could work. So, okay, I, well, yeah, I, I might think, look into that then. Yeah, I think it could be good, but I, I'm with you. You know, as far as like, you, you know, having space and having like a comfortable living space and not having to like look at that shit. I mean, we're all you know we're all making weird compromises now and sacrifices with with what's going on, but it's like you know maintaining some level of normalcy is nice you know <laughs> or just yeah. like, am i fully giving over to you know jamming my my limited living space with these you know things that i i kind of need or yeah. do i need them i don't know yeah it's yeah. funny like this my little office corner is just like my office corner and then the peloton hey. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's like wedged in this you know mhm i know space. and it's like if it's worth it it's worth it and i'm not going to die in this apartment well actually i yeah. might die in this apartment nah, i don't know you won't. no you won't you won't no. not if maria bamford can be around to save you. <laughs> yeah. yes she's my emergency contact i'm on my <laughs> er and hospital forms i have other friends you just, just have her twitter handle again. you know like yeah. <laughs> my emergency contact is at maria bamford on twitter i don't know try dming her it'll be fine <laughs> And then the the nutrition part of it for me, I mean, I really have to credit y'all's influence in listening to this show so much back in the day. And there's there's certain principles and just little nuggets that just stuck in my head for, you know, the last four years in a positive and healthy way, I think, when it comes to nutrition and fitness and then giving yourself slack and grace for all that stuff. But like, yeah, the Dumbbells podcast was very oh, positively influential to me. Um for nutrition stuff, I do okay. I'm trying to cook a little bit more at home, but there's two things that have happened during the pandemic that are maybe little um, obstacles to like full holistic nutritional health. One, I started baking a lot. I bake a lot of yeah. sweets and treats <laughs> right. all this the is like time. A, like a like a whole separate enterprise for you too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's kevinbaconshop.com, spelled B-A-K-I-N. You can order cookies and, and goodies for yourself or for your friends in the Los Angeles County area. But I'm baking all the time. But it's real. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's real. It's not, it's not just like somebody who goes like, yeah, over quarantine, I just started kind of no. making sourdough starters. No, Kevin's baking, baking. Guys. Yeah, that's this is true. a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's like, and it's, and it's fun and it's good. And it started... As a sourdough thing, like you're talking about, where yeah. it's like, I, I enjoyed baking a little bit before the pandemic, and then it was it was just something to do every day. It was like a fun activity return to. Try this recipe. Try this recipe. And then I started doing it more, and it was a good excuse to see people, especially when we found out, like, you're, you're not going to get COVID from 
your food from handing off like, bread. From, yeah. from <laughs> yeah. Postmates, like it's not gonna happen. So then then it was a good excuse to see people and like bring them stuff. And then enough friends suggested like, oh, you could just like put up a little shop and I'm sure people and and I have. And it turns out it's a fun way to find out where your friends live and how much nicer their houses are than you thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> I will say some of the orders is like, oh wow. Here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess between you and your wife. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like when you, yeah. when you drop you go, something J-Lo. Off. Yeah. Nice house. Yeah. Like, oh, she loves the cookies, guys. I did try to make a hustler seam cookie for her <laughs> in the shape of like little poles, like little little, little dunkers in your coffee. Oh, but so little dunkers I, I, that slide down into your coffee. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like a there's like a little thing in a greeting card attached where it's like it plays the music, but it's criminal every time by Fiona <laughs> Apple when you dunk it in the coffee. Uh, so so I've been baking a lot, so I'm around like sugar all the time, and then right. the tricky. The other part of it, and I credit my friend Demi, the great Demi at DigiWebay, because he had the hookup before I did, but he hooked me up with Jenny's. Jenny's ice cream was sending him free boxes of ice cream, and then he, out of the kindness of his heart, I did not ask him to do this, he DM'd Jenny's and said like, hey, my friend Kevin really likes ice cream. And then their social guy got in touch with me. He says, oh, I actually, I listened to your podcast from this and this, so I'm like... So he knew me from that, and he's like, we'll just send you a box every couple of months every time we have a new flavor. So now I'm regularly getting premium ice yeah. cream, like full free Oof. boxes of ice cream that are just in my freezer. New I flavor, got to try it. Yeah, what a great problem, honestly. <laughs> so I have eight pints of ice cream in my freezer right now. They're just there all the time. That's- that's well, kind of a nightmare. That's a that'd be a nightmare for that's me. That's a nightmare, but at the same time, you mm-hmm. said eight, which yes. means you haven't gone through all of them, which is good. No, You're doing no, no, better no. than you think. Yeah. There's one other person I have in my bubble. She also lives alone, and we see each other, and it's just us working on these together as like a little project. <laughs> like, it, like it, the ice cream's not going to anyone or anywhere else. Right. So it is just like yeah, sitting in there. But those have been impediments i think to like full okay i'm really gonna i'm not gonna have sugar today i probably have had sugar every day for the last however many months and i still exercise and stuff but i'm still having a lot of sugar too yeah but i mean so what is a lot to you are you eating like are you just shoving sugar in your mouth no it's just like within some of your food right it's within some of my food and then like i'll sample a cookie to make sure it's the right right taste or like Bake a, a teeny tiny one for myself, a little little bonus cookie for daddy, along with the <laughs> sure, batch sure. being baked. And that's what you say right, yeah. as you nibble on it, right? You go, a little bonus, a little for, bonus daddy. Cookie for daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sip a little tea, a little bonus cookie for daddy. We have to give ourselves gifts during this time. It's yes. hard, guys. Well, that's <laughs> also tough. why it's like those two obstacles don't even feel like you're presenting them as obstacles for yourself. So, you know, don't let it be the bad guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, right? like don't villainize the idea yeah. of like like these things that are positive, like that reflect positive things in my life. Right. In well, the sense also like, it seems like you're managing it. I mean, because yes. you look, you know, you're look fit, so that's that's good. I mean, also, I would be sunk. That would fucking sink. Me. Well, <laughs> the cool the cool thing is that it. I love hearing is like one of those things where you're saying me and my friend who's in my bubble it's like our social thing together to eat some of this ice cream. So mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. made this kind of like a, you know, um, a social thing or something to look forward to. So it doesn't feel as much like Stanger just 
opening up his freezer at midnight and eating a pint of ice cream, which is what he yeah. would do. <laughs> All right. What flavor are we trying next? And I'd be like, uh, uh the freezer broke they're gone yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ate all eight that we were working on uh, no 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 wait no, no. this is true a couple Stuff days happened. ago or like a week ago i did leave my freezer cracked overnight and a lot of them did melt oh shit. but it was just cracked and it, it didn't melt quite all the way i closed it again after 12 to 24 hours there's a little bit of freezer burn and like kind of crystals in there sure it still tastes good especially the ones made with coconut milk those those like Held up. up. Yeah. Wow. For whatever reason. But amongst them, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw this going around, everything bagel. That was one of the flavors I got. Everything oh, bagel. Yes. What's the story with this? Is it good? Does it, Is it what, salty? Yes, Is it, it's salty. Is it Is good, it, Stanger? I don't know, but I've ate a, a quite a good deal of it. It does. Is it like cream cheese flavored? What, what is the flavor of cream the ice cheese, cream itself? Cream cheese flavored. But then the the key of it is the chunks are everything bagel chunks. So you're getting uh, garlic, you're getting onion, you're getting that's sesame. Strange. That's and strange. it is weird, but it is compelling in a way where, and even my friend, like we did a little taste test and I took it and she's like, absolutely not. But she kept eating it. She's like, yeah. I'm compelled, but it's, it's 100% no. savory. Yeah. It's not, it's not 100% savory. It, so the, it, there is sweetness there. See, and, I don't know, because like right now it sounds like it's just a frozen bagel. Or <laughs> if I was to get like a bagel with cream cheese, if I would have eaten a bagel with cream cheese and then gone, did they put sugar in this cream cheese? You yeah, know, and then yeah, not, I think it's yeah, it's more like yeah. that. <laughs> no, did they put sugar in this cream? Cheese? Did they put sugar <laughs> in this cream cheese? <laughs> and Jenny's does this. They like to get a little loosey goosey experimental. I got a buttered popcorn flavor from them a couple months ago. Okay. That was gross. I didn't like that. It was gross. It just tastes Butter- it tastes like cold popcorn. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. understand what was sweet about it, but I was compelled for a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys remember getting popcorn balls like as a no. What are those? You never got oh, that? Oh, it's like it came in like just like a plastic bag and then with like a little twisty tie on it, but it was like a somebody made it at their house. Yeah, somebody made it's like a homemade treat and it's like yeah. a ball of popcorn that's clumped together with some kind of Caramel or something? It's caramel or something oh, that like good. that. It was kind of good, but it was also in the cold popcorn family where I'm like, yes. what's happening here? Do I like this? Do I just want some fresh hot mm. corn? But it was but it, and it wasn't it wasn't like <laughs> caramel corn where it was hard all the way through where no. it felt, right. felt like candy. It was like still soft popcorn like it, that was just kind of stale, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah, didn't yeah. quite you know, because it's like straight up like caramel corn that's like a big sure. sugar bomb, fine. This yeah. is like this had a, like a like a you know ad hoc DIY vibe that maybe worked against it, but I I would try one now. If someone presented one to me, I would try it, but just to kind of see, you know, if it if it if it still felt like it did when I was a kid. Yeah, let you me might know be how too that young feels. for that, Kevin. I that might have been like a uh, like an older person's treat. I can try and make you some if that's what if that's what you're getting at. Stanley. Cookies now. Uh, Kevin, no. are you running into some um, into a little bit of a low sales category right now because uh, Girl Scout cookies are are out and happening at the current time? You know, it hasn't really affected things that much. I mm. <laughs> thankfully, well, and now <laughs> I was a little overwhelmed with the orders at first. Oh. Uh, for you know, a former friend of, of your show, Hayes Davenport, he put in 
two orders with me and then tweeted about him because he's Mr. LA. So many people, I got so many, I got like 70 orders within a week from that. So I was a little overwhelmed. Do you, are you going to take on like another stat? I mean, is this something that like, as you're able to, you know, kind of add more and more, is this, you got to staff up, staff Staff up up. or rent like a commercial space and start. Wouldn't that be amazing? I, I mean, I, could, I don't think I can. It's just me right now, and it's a bad business model because it's just me baking everything, packaging everything, delivering everything, doing all of it. But it's like that's what that's the only thing that makes sense with the margin. It's not like you're rolling in it with uh, profit margins with baking. But you sure. know, but and, I mean, and, now you can do it all online. It's just a matter of like how you scale up. Like it doesn't make sense to have a retail front you know, no, brick and mortar no, 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 business. No. Yeah. You just have a good presence online. You you could scale up in a way. I mm-hmm. mean, it could, you know, it could, but it's just like, man, is this my thing now? You know, but then you do handoff deliveries. Yeah. Right? Yourself. I yes, mean, I do. It's for like the whole, you know, he's, he's, he's doing the, he's doing the life. He's making crinkles. I mean, he's doing <laughs> crinkles. What's your, what's your most popular cookie? That would be the pretzelly Sullen burger cookie. Um, they're all they all have horrible names. There's the Cinnamonthia Nixon cookie, the Nicole Richai cookie, um, Pretzelli Sullenberger, and then James Browned Butter as well. Uh, Love it. You can get all those at KevinBaconShop.com. But Pretzelli Sullenberger is the the most popular one. That's a peanut butter pretzel chocolate chip cookie. With uh, some flake salt on top, that one that does sounds pretty amazing. well. That's really, incredible. I'll drop some off for y'all if y'all want. Shh. Drop we're the address. Order. The, we're gonna order. We're, we're, I would definitely order. Yeah, those. That that sounds like Trisha's favorite combination ever, too. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things to make. Although I will say, because I'm doing this all for the first time, I kind of kind of guesstimated some of the the <laughs> ingredient costs. Love it. Love it. Oh wow! Well, because for the first couple of months, I I, I donated all proceeds to the Sela Neighborhood Homeless Coalition just to kind of like get things yeah. going and, and get started because it's like I'm not I'm not in it obviously to make money. So I was like, okay, this will be a good booster for it. So then I had to figure out exactly how much each cookie costs. So I wasn't like bleeding money from it. Yeah. And like all the other cookies cost about mm, like around fifteen to twenty cents a cookie, and then the the Sullenburgers are fifty cents a cookie because of the Whoa. ingredients in them. So it's quite a step up. But made then, with gold. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I was like, how did this happen? <laughs> I'm in control of this, and they're all the same price. So then I had to up it a dollar on the website. I feel like a jerk, but oh man, you gotta do what gouging. You gotta do. It costs what it costs, man. Sully. Yeah. Uh, it, and any inspiration from the actual guy or the movie or is just uh the name the name just the name i mean yeah. i i Nothing would hope the he, movie? he would enjoy the cookie well <laughs> other than i <laughs> what's what is that strange joke that ends the movie i was just thinking about it i don't know it i don't know it word for oh, word but it's but aaron it's, eckhart with his crazy mustache and they're like is there anything it ends the movie, the trial ends with Eckhart. And so he's basically just saying like, look, Sully did this invented trial. We know it didn't really happen, but they needed a little emotional core <laughs> yeah. to the movie. Yeah, it was like tension. the trial of the Chicago 7, but it's just yeah. Sully. <laughs> the and they're like, the is, <laughs> is there anything he could have done different? He's like, no, he did anything, everything perfect. And you're like, I anything he could have done out. perfect. Yes. And he was like, anything he could have done different. He's like, maybe if we uh, did the emergency landing in July. I wish we landed in July. Or, and then everyone, or something like that. Everyone laughs and it immediately fades to black. 
It's one of the most sudden endings of a movie I've ever seen. I was dumbfounded yeah. watching it. Yeah, and like a weird kind of like Walter Matthau facial expression button, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make sense in the context of that movie and it might even be a little pithier or for sure it was pithier than what I just said. But it's something along those lines yeah. of it. Yeah. Definitely needs the curb your enthusiasm music bum, right afterwards. Bum, bum. Yeah. I think I think the description I have on the website is that this cookie will make you believe in miracles on the Hudson River. <laughs> So, so that's a connection. That, that's my inspiration oh, man. for Sully. I do God, hope he that's... would like it, and it wouldn't get too caught in his mustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd fucking love it, man. He'd love God, it. He'd, he'd, he'd love that love shit. Me. He's a that freak. motherfucker. Would love that shit. <laughs> He's a fucking. <laughs> He's sweet a freak, freak, dude. <laughs> he just gobble it down. <laughs> Here's another treat for daddy. Here's another treat for daddy. <laughs> yeah, that fucking old bitch, Sully. He'd love that bonus cookie for daddy, man. <laughs> hey, cookie number six, you're clear for approach. <laughs> oh, I hope man. he's doing okay. I'm surprised he hasn't started a podcast like all of our yeah. celebrity friends. Maybe he does have one. He Him and Rogan. Does. You know Bill and Hillary Clinton have their own podcasts. Whoa. It's together or separately? Separate, obviously. Oh. I was going to say, that'd be a best duo for a podcast. <laughs> Can you Has- imagine? Has Paul F. Tompkins been on either one of them? <laughs> I don't no, know. weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't anointed their podcast. Um, but Sarah Cooper has. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Uh, have you listened to either one? Yes, of course. I listened to <laughs> Hillary's a little bit just to hear. And, and of course, with Sarah Cooper, she's like, Sarah, your comedy has gotten me through this pandemic, and it's yeah. just fun to laugh at this guy talking about our former president. And then Bill Clinton's feels like a weird audio book. It doesn't feel that organic. It feels so oh. controlled. It doesn't feel like a sort of shoot the shit WTFE. And maybe that's yeah. also the pedigree of the guests that they're getting. Like Wynton Marsalis, I think was his first guest. But okay, it wasn't what I wanted from a Bill Clinton podcast, which is no. like you know you wanted you wanted saxophone. <laughs> yeah. I wanted a saxophone solo intro, and I wanted the conversational equivalent of crosstalk at a poker night, <laughs> where it's like we shouldn't be talking about this, right? Yeah. Oh God, that would be fun. Uh, uh, Bill yeah. Clinton just like he'd crush. Like, yeah, just shooting the shit. He, uh, I think Hillary had a good, um, she did Stern and she was good on Stern. She was good on Stern. I actually yeah. agree with that. I thought yeah. she was not, not charming on it. And her, like, that was some weird shit anecdote was very good. It was really good. And yeah. I, she should have done that earlier. I think she should have done, you know, she was like too, too careful with how she was presenting herself and it, but anyway, I think that maybe set the tone. I, I bet she got good feedback from that. And then that kind of, you know informed the podcast i guess i gotta listen though <laughs> oh you gotta listen i oh, gotta listen her it's segments are listen. epic bro <laughs> here's what i'm reading this week and it's like you can follow me at hillary clinton everywhere oh my god do you gosh. have anything you'd like to plug uh, that's so funny do you do you guys listen to any celeb podcast is there any that you actually not really at all okay. I, no i've listened to smartless that's like uh, Will Arnett's and uh, Jason Bateman and uh, Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes, yeah. yes. So they're fun. You know, it's a lot of like Craig and Auto Parts. They have like they're weird. They're even outside of like the podcast ads that you normally hear. They're like on a whole another corporate level. Yeah, they're like, like State Farm and <laughs> <yeah>. Coca Cola. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's yeah. like that tier. Yeah, like that kind of shit. I've listened to theirs. I've listened to some of Rob Lowe's literally with Rob Lowe. Oh my God. I want to do a podcast about literally with Rob Lowe. Cause I think, I think it's presented as like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm an actor and I have some famous friends and we all have some funny stories. I think that truly the narrative of that podcast is a look into the mind of an insane, depraved rich man. <laughs> and all he has to, there's some shit on there that I, I just couldn't believe listening to. It's, it's really an incredible listen. He's crazy out of touch. Um, I will say I did like he wrote a and he he's dishy like he will he'll say shit whether it's like how it's how he remembered it or how it really went down. So it does make for an interesting list like he's not afraid to like and you can even hear some of the times his guests are like, ah, yeah, let's not. Uh. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. He makes people uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. It's very um, interesting. Sometimes yeah. he makes podcasts uncomfortable that he's appeared on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to think of if there's any other like real, like kind of like celebrity, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, that's probably about it. Who's like, who's like, what about you? Yeah. The biggest star that has tried a podcast. Well, I mean, the, the example everyone uses in meetings now is Dak Shepard. Oh, right. right, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I even put that in another category. Like I kind of think of him as like a podcast guy now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But can you, when your guests are like. Monica Lewinsky and Dr. Yeah. Phil, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. different tier. It yes. is. But right. I think I think what evens it out is having Monica as his like co-host. Like it's kind of it kind of levels it out to like feel like more of a podcast than most celebrity ones cuz it's like a normal person there too. I think that's true, but then I think there's another narrative running through that podcast which is Dak Shepard has a podcast about he's an armchair expert, blah, blah, blah. And then it's also a shadow podcast about rich people having insanely bad boundaries with people who work for them. Yeah, (laughs) I think (laughs) it's the case with that show. Uh, God love her. Wish her the best. But (laughs) if we want, if if we're all here talking about the eight part HBO Max miniseries about like the escape of Monica Padman in 10 years from (laughs) that, like we're... Let's not be surprised. By- she she bought a house though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so ho- I I hope she's getting fair pay on that. I mean, I I think they I think she is getting fair pay. But yeah, it was. I was like, what? She's their assistant. What's going on with all this? Um, I do I do listen to some of those episodes though. They, you know what that show? You know what's weird about that show is it's so it's produced. It feels like it's loose and talk talky, but it's produced. And so they will like they'll cut stuff. They'll cut on the like, breaths. They cut the breaths out. Yeah. I'm like, guys, you don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> it feels strange. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll listen to Conan because uh, Matt, Matt Gorley, our friend, Matt, are, are y'all, y'all know Matt, Matt Gorley? I know. Uh, yeah. I know him. Yeah. yeah I know him well, and like well, him, but he yeah, doesn't know great. me, but I, I like him. I'll tell you what, I'll dox him right now. Another Pasadena pal. Different neighborhoods, different neighborhoods, but he's a Pasadena pal as well. Yeah. He lives, He's, here's my favorite anecdote about his neighborhood. He lives in Pasadena and he lives in a pretty nice part of Pasadena. And he said one time he was in his neighborhood and he saw Bruce Dern, who lives in his neighborhood, sitting in his car, eating a sandwich in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Man. Love Bruce Dern. So we That's love that funny. for Matt. I shot, I shot a movie with him. Like really? way back in the day. It was before he had his like Bruce Dern renaissance. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he had the entire weight of his amazing career and all. Um, but he hadn't done Nebraska or any of that stuff. Oh and, man. And like this movie was with uh uh Rip Torn was in it and David Carradine. 
and Muriel Hemingway. And it was like one of these movies that got, it basically got financed by these like kind of old celebrities, you know, and that just still had a little bit of juice so they could sell it overseas or whatever. And it was shot out in like Hyannis, you know, um, on the Chatham, like on the, the the Cape Cod area, that kind of shit. And it was a period piece. And so I had like all these old guys that were like, just with like crazy egos and stuff. And, uh, you know, Bruce Dern was on set and he was talking about how like his Dernsies, which he's talked about a bunch, it's like a little flourish he'll do to kind of like keep focus on him. If he's like a second or third character, you know, like he'll, the examples he gave, I can't remember, but there was stuff like, uh, I am walking down the hallway and then I'll stop and examine a light fixture, you know, it's like that stuff will kind of, <laughs> they have he's to kinda, leave it in. Yeah. And he's kind of right too, because he's like, just wow. seems interesting. Like you're watching him and they're leaving. And then you see one guy just like stop and like, like look at something and you're like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, and then like a rip torn, this was before anybody knew what a fucking, unless you were like, I guess had worked with him, like what a crazy drunk he was it's before he went to the bank that he thought was his house or whatever. And so he had done like men in black and, uh, the, the Larry Sanders show. So he's like a big star, mm-hmm. yeah. and, but he would get blackout drunk every night of the movie. And just like, and like fall down and you'd see people from town try to help him and shit. And like he was undirected. They could not direct him. The, the thing that I was shooting was like, there was this fire happening. And then, so the director would say, okay, and you guys are running around the corner. You're trying to put the fire out and you're nervous. Hell, I'm not nervous. I wouldn't be nervous there. And they're like, whoa. All right, Rip, you're not nervous. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hell. I'm not nervous. But he was good. Jeez. Like, and then you see the shit he does, and it's like it was fucking good. Yeah. Man, yeah. it was all worth it. That's right. You know what I mean? It's take. all worth it. It's all to get the just to get that good. Whatever you know what a man saying? does on set, even if it feels weird, <laughs> even if it feels abusive, it's worth it. For what's the name of the movie again? <laughs> as long as we get what? What's the name of it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just as long as it's for the movie. And then you just sit down over there. Hell, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit down. <laughs> Okay, you don't sit down. I don't know. Do whatever the fuck. Thanks, Rip. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, wait. So have you been in that part of Pasadena for uh, since, la- like, this is the same I moved thing. since last time I oh, saw yeah. you guys. Because, yeah. But you like Pasadena. I love Pasadena. I do. I really do. Especially, like, right now, I'm up against a lot of natural beauty with the, you know, usually Eden Canyon's open to all. But that, yeah. when that's open, I live right next to that. And just the San Gabriel Valley in general, the Thai food, the Asian food here is so yeah, good. And, so uh, good. Yeah. Great spot. And Matt Gorley being so close. Oh, I will say something about Matt Gorley. Though. Okay. Shut up, because he is great. Um, he makes me, I'm intimidated by his like woodworking skills. Oh, he's a beast. His house is such I a- I went into, yeah, his house, he has like a there? sitting, yes. He has like a sitting area that you're like, what? Yeah. What is he this? And like, it's all him. Yeah. Yeah, he Whoa. made it. He like made it. It feels like a set because mm-hmm. it has like two like smoking chairs type thing, and it's crazy. I think that was a like an area of focus for him in college was set design as far as theater stuff goes. But then he just translated it to well, I guess I can just do this for my home. Yeah, and make his house look like you know like a Pinterest ad. Seriously, yeah, I'm jealous. He, Google Matt Gorley home, and it's it's amazing. Even the wallpaper is amazing. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. Yeah, he's seen, and he's really smart and good at everything. He's got a lot of um, hair and bone him. jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does. He's got that style. He's got that style. Yeah, it's it's cool. 
If he was a character actor, like if he was if he was a character actor in movies, there would be like a lot of Matt Gorley is hot threads on Twitter. He would become an <laughs> yeah. internet boyfriend. There's a there's in a sexiness 40s and he's 50s. Got. Absolutely. Yes. He he could be a, he could be a character. He could pretty much do whatever he wanted. I know. Sure. I know those people are intimidating where it's like you could have done one of a hundred things. I have friends like that where it's like you you could have just chose to do something and this is what you chose and you're good at it. But you could have chose like 900 other things. Yeah. I'm like if you're just a person that like for me, I'm I'm pretty much just emotion and energy. That's kind of all I got. (laughs) (laughs) So when somebody's actually talented at something, it's like, fuck, whoa, that's that's pretty cool. What do I do with this? Yeah. Yeah. So funny. And we hang out with those people and we try to absorb it each and every day. <laughs> and it never works. And never it's hard works. to in quarantine to absorb other people's energy. Oh, no, man. But I do feel it sometimes, even now on like Zoom calls and even things like this for podcasts where it's like, and this is kind of like hanging out, you know? Yeah. I've gotten more used to it. Especially too, like sometimes the uh, setup of doing someone's podcast or doing their show there was more artifice attached to it because it's like it's this formal thing and here's the address and blah, 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 and come here. And now that I'm talking to you the same way I talk to my family or my closest friends, it's like, well, this isn't, it's not that artificial, is it? Yeah, yeah, you just kind of like sit into it and then you're just like, oh, now we're just talking about whatever. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah, anyway, I'm super fit. I'd like to get more fit. Um, (laughs) Hey, but you also want to sell more cookies, which you can also do. And people can like relax and have a cookie. That Kevin makes. I do so. want people to relax and have a cookie. I want myself to relax and have a cookie. I just yeah. wonder if I'll ever get to a point where I won't have quite the midsection I do, where it's just like a little bit of gut. I don't think I'm an out of shape person. My cardio is good. My heart rate is good. I feel active. I just got aesthetically, I just got a little bit of gut that I'd like to not well, have. I think look into the high intensity interval training, different okay. kind of training, right? And then also, I would, um, you know, you're limited now with what you have equipment wise, but when gyms do open back up, I would look into doing some resistance uh, training. Yeah. Just doing okay. some, some weights. Upper body and weight yeah. stuff. Yeah. The yeah. only resistance training I'm doing right now is following neoliberals on Twitter. And that's training me <laughs> for the resistance. Pretty good. Yeah. Right You're now. following the resistance. Yeah. So that's that's right. resistance. Do you guys recommend home bike? Yes or no on that? I, I recommend do. home bike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think you're in the right range. You know, you get spend a little bit, but you don't have to go crazy. But you want something that's just not a total piece of shit. And the no. cheaper you go, the more uncomfortable and noisy it's going to be. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have like we can do this off mic, but like just recommended bikes for the range I'm kind of talking about, like sub thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, I, I I had one that I got actually, like a Yosuda. Um, I can I'll find out what it is. That one was decent. And then when we we did a Peloton episode, people rode in with some of the bikes they had gotten and had good results with, and they um, were sub. They were sub. Yeah, uh, for thousand, sure. Yeah. They were much more uh, okay, ex- great. accessible, affordable. So what I'll do is I'll find out what those ones were, and then I'll, I will email them to you so you oh, have thanks, them. thanks, man. That's but so for nice. anybody else that's listening now, if they go to our Peloton episodes one or two, we, we reference those bikes if they want to hear what those were. It feels um, like Peloton, from what I understand and listening to the show, really changed y'all's quarantine lives like for the better, right? Yeah, it just gave you, you know, it just gives you... And like another one of those options of what feels like group exercise mm-hmm. when it's not available, you know, 
just to be part of a community, really. And then, and then good instruction. They, they do good instruction. So it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, it's, it's um, an obvious luxury to have, but yeah, uh, something that was like, you know, cause like Jim, you kind of like, oh, there's some, there's some action going on. I could see somebody I can, I'm, you know, I'm making an appointment to go and you lose that a lot at home. You lose a lot of that structure that just, that's just built in. If you have to go to a place to work out, and so having the Peloton was cool because it was like, okay, there, look, there's an instructor there. They're telling me what to do. I'm doing this in my home. It, the, you know, the equipment's nice. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's gym level equipment that I'm on. Right. And so it scratched a lot of those itches. And then I, f- I didn't feel as, uh, I didn't feel as like um, rudderless, you know, with my exercise. Yeah. I didn't feel like I had to do it all myself. They're doing, they're taking a lot of the, uh, the mental burden for you. Um, when you have something like that, that's such and a good get, point. Yeah. So if you get one of these bikes that are more affordable, you can use the app and mm-hmm. you can, um, you know, you can get a lot of, and there's ways, there's little hacks that people did that you can get some of the metrics too. that yeah. kind of, you know, so you could see there's a way you can kind of track your speed and your cadence and all that stuff too. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you the stuff that we got from people that had kind of experimented around and tried a few different things. You okay, know, with sweet. that too. And then also for your, you know, just throwing on TV or reading or whatever, you can, you can do that and you can do, you know, you can just cruise or you can do the high intensity, but I think it, I think it would be good. I'd go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe this is the next step. It is. For, yeah. For my something else. Journey. I think so, something else. Yeah. Arrows. Well, because truly I have not evolved in practices with nutrition, uh, with fitness, at least like since I, I've seen you guys, like it's basically just running, just watching what I eat some squats it's stay it's plateaued as that and i would like to advance a little bit yeah right definitely nothing wrong with that it's a really Mm -hmm. solid base but i think yeah experiment around and you know this is a perfect time to try something like this Mm -hmm. and you know if you hate it you know it's you can you can sell it (laughs) yeah that's true i had i had a bike bike not a stationary bike but a for real bike that i i could take or leave so i would just leave it outside my apartment unlocked and i was like well if someone wants it they'll take it <laughs> and one day i came out and the bike wasn't there anymore it's like matt damon talk- it was like ben affleck talking about matt damon and goodwill hunting, hunting. <laughs> Amazing. Chucky, one of these days i want to pick you up and have you not the be bike's there. not gonna be there no more yes so Amazing. okay bye i'm great. looking into bikes great. i got i got an action item uh, but uh, give us some give us some plugs. Give us some some places people can find you. Some things that you want people to listen to yeah. or buy. Obviously, hey. good Christian fun. Gilmore guys. Yeah, yeah. Gilmore guys is still the catalog is still up. You can still listen to it and tweet Amazing. me about it as if it's still happening right now, even if it happened in 2014. <laughs> uh, but it, but Maisel, did you guys? Is that under the same banner? It is. Yeah. So we we did we put little marvelous Mrs. Maisel episodes under the same feed, just so yeah. we wouldn't have to do a separate feed. So that's there too. Me and uh, comedian Alice Wetterland, who's very in shape, and she's probably stronger than I am. I think. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, she she's could beat a, the she's, shit a, she's I was seeing her do deadlifts and she stuff. She does deadlifts. Like, yes, yeah, she posts yeah. them on Instagram, and uh, right. yes, yeah, very intimidating. And then you can listen to Good Christian Fun. Uh, which is a podcast also on the HeadGum Network. We talk about Christian pop culture, and uh, we convert all of our guests to Christianity by the end of the episode every Amazing. single week. So and easy. listeners. It's so easy. And listeners every week, yeah. We yeah. had Kirk Franklin on for some reason a couple of weeks Amazing. ago. Amazing. Gospel legend Kirk Franklin, who I'm sure did not know 
what show he was on at all. <laughs> and my favorite is, I know this because he kept referring to me as my brother over here rather than Kevin, <laughs> which kind of rolled. Uh, and then uh, KevinBaconShop.com where you can buy sweets and treats for yourself or for your friends in the Los Angeles County area. And Los Angeles County, as I found out in the last few months, very big. La Mirada, <laughs> yeah, part of Los say. Angeles <laughs> County. And have I driven there four times in the last month? I have. Amazing. <laughs> Biola College, get at me. Yeah. San Amazing. Pedro. Oh, so no. good. Yeah. Uh, Freaking, where's the other one? Uh, Palos Verdes, technically oh, Los Angeles go. County. Wow. For yes. some wow. reason. Yeah, my grandma used to live out there, and that's you might as well be on Mars. I mean, it is totally. fucking out there. You're like you're getting off the 405, and it's like aviation. What Pacific mm-hmm. Coast High, and it just keeps like fucking going and going and going. This is true. After this record, I'm going to the Rolling Hills Estates. Yeah, which dude, is you're out not there. Far from that's there. a two yeah. hour drive. Mm-hmm. That's wow. two hour round trip for hey. like eighteen cookies. Enjoy eighteen cookies. <laughs> This one's definitely for daddy. Bad business model, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said the uh, it's uh, within the Lo- Los Angeles metropolitan area. I could no, have. You, I could have. I shouldn't, but I could have. You said LA mm-hmm. County. I did. And you opened it up. Written I was like, well, stone. how big could a county be? And I'm like <laughs> in my apartment for the last year. And I'm like, well, it'd be nice to get out. <laughs> Amazing. So... Awesome. Well, uh, you can find us at the dumbbells on all social media, or you can email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Yeah. And on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the dumbbells, and our wonderful guest today, Kevin T. Porter. Yeah. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. And respect your neck. That was a HeadGum Podcast.